I would encourage you, if you have not done that, that you do that right now. Turn your eyes towards Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. Click it. And to the standing between the living and the dead, service family members. the prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service. I believe that this is 808 is where we are now. And as many of you know, we're doing something different. Uh, especially for the month of August and if it works out well we may go this way from now on and that is we are breaking up the devotional service which normally lasts between an hour and a half and two hours and a half and that has been the case for all 800 uh, plus services. In an attempt to give uh, my staff, my family, more rest and more time, and in an attempt to take a little rest as I continue to minister and serve and get off of my feet as I'm getting older now, and uh, and so we're we're going to try this for the month of August uh, with the cooperation of my children uh, who helped me in the ministry. Uh, and uh, if it goes well, smoothly, decently, and in order, we may keep it this way. I think you will like it as well because uh, it will be a shorter version of the great standing between the living and the dead service. With that said, and before we get into uh, the Bible reading for tonight, let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven, help your people tonight to pray and not play and not to stray. Lord, help them to take advantage of every opportunity to pray. And uh, Holy Father God, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And uh, Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you tonight for your great love and mercy and grace I praise you tonight for your Holy Son, 
Jesus Christ who is seated in that honored position at your right hand who you sent to suffer to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins he was buried and rose on the third day uh, we shall never forget it and uh, Lord I praise you and thank you for him and Holy Father God in heaven in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we do pray we praise you and we thank you I praise you and thank you for the gift of your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word and Holy Father God I praise you and I thank you for millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years and on tonight, Lord, uh, I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have indeed bestowed upon us. <clears throat> for Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon us. And please forgive us, those of us who are saved by your grace and by your mercy. Please forgive us, Lord, of our sins, our failures, and our faults. Here at the close of this day, by your grace, Lord, crucify our flesh and the old man within us and fill us with the fullness and the power the unction and the anointing of your Holy Spirit and uh, change us from the inside out. <clears throat> and Lord God in heaven I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that Lord you would indeed uh, deliver each and every one of us who name the name of Christ from temptation evil and sin grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right to live right to think right to do right to act right and to do that which is pleasing in your sight for thine is the kingdom the power and the glory forever and uh, Holy Father God we pray I pray Lord that you'll help all of us to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you our first love uh, with a cleaned and pure heart and Lord I do pray uh, Lord for the salvation of the lost uh, including the religious uh, but lost, the irreligious and lost, including my family members, starting with my own wife, Marika White, and uh, uh, my mother, my two sisters. I pray for their salvation, for I do not want to see them go to hell. I pray also for Marika White's mother and aunts and family members. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you will save their souls 
help them to believe in you in a very real sense and to call upon your name and also Lord I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for thousands and millions who are in that same situation religious but lost irreligious and not saved Lord open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears and save their souls and I also pray tonight that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias out of my wife's life, Marika White out of other people in uh, my family who have that problem and Lord I pray that you will uh, give us all sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil and please rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts Lord, from our entire family, I pray for my children, Danny, Daniel, Danita, Danae, Daniqua, Daniel, Ezekiel, and Danielle, Duran, Danielle, and Quasia. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, drive the demons of hell from their lives. I pray for all children of uh, Christians, people who claim to be Christians, and even who are pastors and bishops and ministers. Lord, I pray that you will save their souls and change their lives, change the souls of all, save the souls of all of my children, help them to all examine themselves and see whether or not they be in the faith. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray also uh, tonight that you will save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving and mourning. Those who are grieving and mourning all around the world for not only one reason or two, but many. We pray for the people in Kentucky who tonight some people have not even been found and the media monster is already moving on. We pray for the salvation of those who have the monkeypox. We pray for the salvation of those who have the coronavirus. We pray that you will uh, let your will be done in all these situations. Let your will be done in the geopolitical things that are happening all around the world. And uh, we pray still for the Uvalde families, the Highland Park Chicago families, the Buffalo families, and all of the families that have been impacted by these mass murders across this wicked nation. And Holy Father God, thank you for blessing us with America, but we must confess that we have messed up what you have blessed us with. And so I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, tonight that you would give us sweet victory uh, in every area of our lives as Bible-believing Christians. And, uh, Lord, I pray 
that for those of us who are born again by your grace, I pray that you will lift our burdens, cares, and worries, and anxieties, and troubles. Pardon me. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would indeed, uh, for those of us who are saved and our sins are confessed and we have repented of our sins, Lord, lift all of our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears from our hearts, our minds, souls, and spirits. We cast all care upon you. For Lord, we know that you care for us. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight that you grant me your energy, your strength, your unction, and your anointing, your freedom, and the power of your Holy Spirit to preach your Holy Word, to preach your Holy Gospel. And Lord, I pray as we read it, you will help us to remember it, hide it in our hearts, Help us to meditate on it, to understand it, and to cherish it, and to obey it, and to apply it to our lives. In Jesus Christ's name, we continue to pray also that for those of us who are saved, and we are confessed up, and we have repented of our sins, deliver us also tonight from all of our tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions. Deliver us, Lord, from all of our <coughs> distresses and afflictions. <coughs> and Holy Father God, I pray that you would deliver us all as well around the globe from all of our spiritual mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, troubles, and difficulties. That, Lord, you would work mightily and resolve the issues that we cannot resolve and don't have the power to resolve. And, Holy Father God, give us your wisdom, your leadership, your guidance, and your direction. in every area of our lives. And Holy Father God, I continue to pray for my son, Daniel White IV, to handle a matter that evidently was not finished or completed. Uh, and I pray that uh, you would move upon his heart to take care of that uh, quickly, decently, and in order. And Holy Father God, I do pray also uh, that you will protect us all from uh, around the globe. Lord, that you will continue to remember mercy in the midst of judgment, chastisement, and rebuke. And protect us all, Lord from a housing crisis, a mass housing crisis, mass food crisis, mass utilities crisis, and mass um, medical crisis. But Lord, let your will be done. You know what you're doing. I am so thankful that you are chastising 
and rebuking your church. And I thank you for letting people know that they cannot and they will not get away with sin in your world. And so, uh, Lord, it's just, I know you didn't want to do it, uh, but we're so wicked, you had to do it. And I give you the glory, praise, and honor. And Lord, I pray uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you will protect my family and all other families that name the name of Christ around the globe. Protect us all from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, and evil people in the church, evil people in the world. And place, Lord, upon us all the whole arm of God, and uh, uh, surround us with the band of your holy angels, cover us and cleanse us through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, have everything we do here tonight to be done for your glory, praise, and honor for the lifting up of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in his name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we're going to uh, read in the family segment what I have called and dubbed the family verses. <coughs> Pardon me. we're looking at tonight a unique verse in this passage of Ephesians 5 and 6. Because this verse speaks to, or God speaks to, the husband and the wife. And please understand that yes, yes, when you feel like the Bible is speaking just to you, that is God speaking to you. Make no mistake about it. And I wish... I could share with you an article to start us off that I wrote uh, this evening, uh, actually right before this service, and I wondered why is it that evangelicals and Christians use the verse, the wonderful, powerful, great verse that covers a multitude of troubles and problems and tribulations, tests and tensions. All things work together for the good.
to those who love God and who are called uh, according to his purpose. Why is it that down through the years Christians and evangelicals have quoted that verse when they have had miscarriages, when a child has gone astray, when they got into an unexpected car accident. By the way, a congresswoman died today in a terrible crash. Pray for that family. Holy Father God, we pray that you comfort that congresswoman's family tonight. And we hope that she is with you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for her sake. Amen. No doubt if he, she has any Christian families left behind, <coughs> Christian family members rather left behind, they are using this verse to get through this. All things work together for the good. And so many Christians has, have used this verse ever since I've been preaching for over 43 years. And all of the couples that I've dealt with, married couples, in bad marriages, when the marriage is bad or the marriage is going downhill, the marriage is going sour. Do you know I've never heard any Christian couple, male or female, in the couple? quote that verse regarding their marriage and their family to keep their marriage and family together the solution automatically comes for most of them not that verse not any verse in the Bible but divorce they don't even talk about that verse why is it not the case that your bad marriage or your marriage which is uh, rather that has gone sour and most will because you're dealing with two aging sinners set in their ways nobody says our marriage is under that verse too all things work together for the good to them that love God do you know there are some things that are working together for your good that you will never find out about until you get on the other side. God knows what he's doing and God gave you the right spouse no matter what you think or anybody else thinks. And don't listen listen to your mama and them who will tell you oh, you missed your blessing. I, uh, you missed your you missed your blessing uh, because you didn't marry the girl I told you to marry. Don't listen to that. If you're married, that spouse is the one that God wants you to have, and there's a reason for it. All things work together for the good, even in your sour marriage and your bad marriage. Huh? It might be bad. Because you're bad.
and you need to become good through Christ. Uh, it might be bad because God is trying to knock off some edges in your life. It might be bad because God wants you to pray more. He likes having your fellowship uh, and your presence with Him. And so God would do anything He needs to do to get you to get in position and love Him back and fear Him and obey Him and pray to Him. And understand, you better be thankful towards me, God, that I put you in a marriage and family because you know you're not worthy, but I did it anyway. Anyway, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33. That was all free. I just wanted to share that with you. It is up on blackchristiannews.com right now. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. God here very succinctly tells the husband to do one thing, tells the wife to do one thing. Rather, God commands the husband to do one thing, and God commands the wife to do one thing. God commands that the husband love the wife. Now see, when you, when you love somebody, and when you love your wife particularly after a long period of time, that's the God kind of love. And you will do things that you really don't want to do. Because of God's love, God's agape love. Okay? Now for 34 years, I've had to tell my wife some things uh, on how to have good health. And she disobeyed me on all of those things. And now she is not 100% well. I've told her things to do down through the years. And she disobeyed. And it's the strangest thing, and I'm going to tell you why it is. It is demonism. Uh, I do believe that my wife uh, is demon-possessed and controlled, at least, or influenced by, uh, at least. And the reason why I know that is because she will not do things to this day for her own benefit. And so now I have to sit in a doctor's office with her. And I do it because of God's agape love flowing through me through Jesus Christ. It's not because I'm a loving, great, wonderful husband. Humanly speaking, in the flesh, I don't even want to be there. You say, well, preacher, why is that? Because I have told her 
how to take care of herself as a woman, as a wife, down through the years, over 34 years. I've talked with her about hygiene. My, all of my children have witnessed this. Because I wanted her to make sure that the girls knew how to take care of themselves. Because she was not doing it on her own. And so I told her in front of them what she needed to do. First of all, the first thing I ever told her was do not swallow the toothpaste. I told her that. The toothpaste water. And she has continued to do that all of these years and now uh, there's some problems with her teeth. I told her to bathe more. And uh, she's had a problem with a bacterial infection. And uh, she refused to do what I told her on, uh, on her own. And, uh, you know, when you're dealing with grown people, you know, you don't, you really don't want to have to watch them like children. But do you know, there's something else I have done to help get her well. And my children have never been in the room with us when I did it, but to make sure she bathes properly, I go in there and I run the shower all over her myself. And I don't, I don't want to do that. I do that because I know she's not going to do it right. See, that's love for you. And this, this is no big deal. There are many other husbands who have done things like that. And it's not because uh, they want to do it. They do it because they know God wants them to do it because of God's agape love. Now, I should be able, if she has to go to the hospital, to let her go into the hospital, take care of her business, and I can uh, sit in the car or go uh, somewhere and do something else until, and then come back and pick her up. That's what I would rather do. But I, I, I don't do that. I risk my life because I don't want to be in a hospital in the first place. I told you all that. I'm masked up and I, not only do I sit in the lobby with her, I go into the uh, back with her and sit with her. And one of the reasons why I do that is because I want to hear what the doctor has to say myself. Because she will not tell me everything. And that's a problem because if you're supposed to pick up a prescription, then you need to let me know because I need to know how much it is. And I need to know if I can get my, I need to know whether or not I, get in, I can get in, uh, uh, get in touch with my youngest son who knows how to get cheap uh, medications through some kind of app or something. I got to get in touch with him and make sure he, he gets that, that, that uh, I think it's, I forget the name of it, but. Uh, there are some apps on 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 line that will bring a $200 medicine down to $9. And I don't know how to do all of that, but he does. And thank God for the the people at the pharmacy. The, the young people, the old people don't know how to do it themselves. 
if you don't if if you don't know how to do it yourself, they'll help you. Even with after your son done told you what it was. So I need to know. I need to know what the doctor said as to what you need to do. Because she's not going to tell me. She's going to lie about it and hide it and cover it up. She's right here. So I'm not talking behind her back. And she knows it's true. And we're not missing anything until the next appointment. Which makes not only uh, uh, me out of sorts. It's going to make the doctors and the nurses uh, out of sorts as well. See, on stuff like that, I like for things to go smoothly, decently, and in order, and on time, and let's get out of here. And I only share that with you in the, in the spirit of transparency. You know why? Because there are many other husbands have to, because of God's love for uh, the wife through him, they have to do things they don't like to do either. And I just want to let you know, brother, you're not alone. Because that's not me. None of what I told you that I do is me. That's God. And I'm big on prevention. See, what she is dealing with now in her body, in her health, uh, if she had done what I told her over the years, <clears throat> take a vitamin every day, I told her that, before the children were born, take a multivitamin. That'll do wonders for your life. At least just the, the multivitamin. Why? Because if you if you do right from the get go, then you can avoid some major health problems that puts a burden on other people, yourself, and an overburdened medical uh, center that's trying to be nice to you and help you when they got other people in worse a worse situation than you, and then you won't do what they tell you to do. And I have to tell you, I have to remind you, uh, the doctor gave her some medicine. Who had who, who reminded her? She'll walk around and not say anything about it, not get the medicine. So what do I do? What 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 does the loving husband do? And I know some of your husbands are laughing because you know you, you're dealing with the same situation. What does the loving husband do? The biblically loving husband, not the not the so called uh, sweet evangelical romantic husband uh, taking her out on a date every week when she does not deserve to go out on a date she needs to get in the kitchen and clean the kitchen and fix some food for me for for the husband what what what, what do I do you know what I, do? I took the medicine from her I put it on my nightstand and guess what I had what I had to do for 14 days huh what I did not not me, but God in me motivating me to do it. Because she's not going to do it for her own good. God knows it. My children knows it. And she, my children know it. And she knows it. And she's sitting right, she's right here. 
I'm the one that gave her the medication. I dispensed the medication like a pharmacist because I want her to get better. See? And that's the God in me. That's not me. That's not Danny B. Okay? That's God. I don't take any credit for that. I'm, I, I don't consider myself a good husband like some of these sweet evangelicals do. The only good I have in me is God. And don't you know there are some people that you have to help who don't even want help. They like for people to feel sorry for them. They like to look pitiful. They like to ask you. They like to be asked, what's wrong? How are you? What's wrong? All this kind of thing. My wife is like that. But don't want to get well. Pre precisely because she wants to keep on getting that attention. Well, she has no intention on doing anything about. And so I have to make her take her medication. The uh, nurse said, you need to uh, take a certain kind of shake. I bought the shakes. I knew she was not going to take them and drink them on her own. I have to tell her. She'll leave it in there all day till the next day. I have to make her take the shake. Okay? So don't 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 come to me about a man is not loving and so forth. He probably is very loving. He's just not gonna put up with your mess. And you don't like that. And then when he's gone, you say he been, I tell you what he was he was a good husband because he didn't put up with my mess. I tell you that. He told me straight up, yeah, yeah, see. Well you should have told him that before he died. Okay? I'm the one, I, I'm the one that makes sure she gets, she takes those shakes. But she doesn't want to take them. Why? Because of the demon working in her and through her. Who wants her to look pitiful and sad. And so uh, family members and friends can be all concerned and up in arms about them. But, but don't want to help her themselves. And will even try to blame the husband. How many husbands been through that? Like he's the culprit for her being sick and pitiful. When they know that's not the case. Because they know her. That's love for you right there. See, that's love. That's real love. And it's not my love. It's not human love. It's God's love. And if you're not saved, you don't understand that. And I, I really can't, I really don't have the time to explain how uh, this love works. But I know it's his, and I know it's real, and I know it's not mine. Because, see, I would have dumped off at the doctor's office, and she's so full of hell and the devil and lies and dishonesty and deceit and uh, lying to the doctors and everything else. I, 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 you know, if I had, if I was lost, I, that's the attitude I would have. Go ahead on. I already told you. See? Husbands, love your wives. That is a commandment. It's not a suggestion. You better do it. God, God is the one who dictates to me what I do. 
he basically said, yeah, well, I want you to, I want you to go in there. You know how it's going to be. So go ahead on into the doctor's office and you listen to what the doctors and the nurses are saying. I know you don't want to be there, but I want you to go. And I want uh, you to make sure she gets what she needs so that she can get better. You do your part. Even if you got to become a pharmacist and dispense the medicines to her. And make sure she drinks her shakes and make sure she does her exercise. And all of that, which I've been doing for 34 years. I want you, God will let God will tell you. God. See, that's why why I keep telling you, you don't need to be messing with that man if you got to save man. Let God deal with him. He's going to do, he's going to do the right thing. If he's saved. If he's born again. And then the Bible tells the wife to reverence her husband. Do you know how it is, lovingly by God's love, trying to help your wife do what's right, to feel better and all of that, and then get nothing but disrespect and stubbornness, rebelliousness, pride, won't listen, won't do what even the doctor said. See, and I have had to override doctors, and I had, I've, I've, I've had to tell her, you need to do it this way. And, and, and it all works out every time that uh, I, I, sh- I told the doctor and the nurse one time that they need to do this and that for her. They didn't do this and that, but uh, things were not getting better, and so the next week they did this and that. And see, if they had done what I told them to do uh, at that time, uh, the situation would have gotten better. And instead of not improving, and it would have saved us all a whole lot of time. And in fact, I, I must admit, I was trying to save some time that day for everybody involved. But yet, you get uh, from a wicked, evil, stubborn, rebellious wife, what? Pride, stubbornness, rebelliousness, thinks she knows better than you. When, I, when the husband is the one who has told the truth to her and everything has, has worked out better for her uh, by her doing what he told her to do, even more so than the doctor. And I know some of y'all, some of you folks don't understand authority. God will bless the person in authority and his words and make them come to pass. When he may not even know anything about it, God will give him wisdom about it. And all she, is, all she should do is show reverence and respect and honor for her husband at home, in the car, at the doctor's office, in front of family members, and enemies, and Judas's, and friends. Okay? See? And that's what, I, that's what I have to deal with. Now, what gives you the ability to deal with it? Not because I'm a good person. I'm not a good person. I'm not a good person 
when it comes down to my relationship with women and all of that, humanly speaking, I, I'm not. I have a different view of things than most of our sweet evangelical men do and have been taught. And I don't have time to get into it tonight, but suffice it to say, uh, I want any woman in my life. Now you do. You other women, the other people, men, whatever. You effeminate men, whatever. Y'all do whatever y'all want to do. But as for me and Miles, I have to have a wife and need a wife who submits to me and who is here to help me. And what I'm doing. Across the board. And I don't need any advice from her. I, I need obedience about what I want done in my house and for my children and sexually speaking. That's it. I mean, okay. Household stuff, sexually speaking, take care of my children. You do your job. And you respect me and reverence me and obey me. And you submit to me. That's what I have to have in a woman. I don't I, I don't need a woman for anything else. Uh, you know, conversation back and forth and all of that. That that should happen naturally. I'm not talking about that, but uh, I don't need her. I don't need her to give me advice. I don't need her to tell me what to do. And uh, none of that. See, so uh, uh, I have an old-fashioned, if you will, more a biblical viewpoint of what she needs to be doing for me and I believe she will get her satisfaction and her blessings now and in time to come if she submits to God's word see so um, uh, that's that's uh, I, I don't need a, I don't need a woman uh, like some of these women today uh, for anything else Whatever you all are doing now, I don't need that. <laughs> I need a woman who's going to be a true helpmeet and who's going to focus on what I want done. You say, well, she's not a servant. Well, she's a wife who should be serving, is what I'm talking about. And I believe that every wife ought to be willing to do that. And I believe that God will bless a wife who does that cheerfully and joyfully. In the present and in time to come, for sure, my wife would not be in the pitiful situation that she's in right now, all the way around, if she had obeyed God and obeyed me for the past 34 years. She has never done so because I believe she's lost and on her way to hell. And maybe your wife is lost, sir. Stop, or your, your husband may be lost. Wife, stop thinking that people are saved, but they never act like they're saved. You cannot do that. God does not want you to do that. He doesn't want you to pluck them up or kick them out. But you've you, you got to come to the realization that there are some people who are in the church who are lost. Now, my beloved...
Husbands, love your wives. That's a commandment from God. And he'll give you the love to do it with. The reason why you get divorces, as I open with today, is because you don't have God's agape love in you to put up with another sinner. Only God's love can put up with sinners, man. Oh, do you hear me? That, that, that's another quote. Write that down. Right here. That's another quote. Write it down. Only God, only God, only God's love can deal with another sinner. Th those marriages that have God's love in it, at least from one side, can make it. You don't have God's love in anybody, human love is going to run out. Human love is going to run out. How many times have we seen beautiful people, people who uh, they claim were having great sex and everything, spend thousands and millions of dollars? Rich people, when you're beautiful and rich and got multiple houses and multiple cars and boats and everything, you can go anywhere in the world at the drop of a hat. And you can't stay married. You know why? Because human love runs out. God's love does not run out. And, it, and, and God's love will lead you to do things you don't want to do. In a mature fashion. Like sit in a hospital room with a, uh, a spouse who you told what to do for 34 years so that she would not be in this position. Yeah, only God's agape love can do that. Human love runs out. God's love does not. Now, beloved, let's pray for uh, a few people. Let's pray for families. And then let's pray for a few people uh, on the memorial list. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for this time of prayer and being in your word. And Holy Father God, thank you for your unction and your anointing. We pray for the sal salvation of all families that don't know your Savior. We pray for the revival and healing of all families that do and help them all to one day make a beeline to your family verses found in Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6. And Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, for the family and friends of... Germany resident, as we pray for millions of people suffering from the coronavirus plague and other plagues. We pray for Lara, the family and friends of Lara Emmy Maywald. We pray for the family and friends of Germany resident Emily Gerton. And we pray for the family and friends of Germany resident Austin Neist. And now, Lord, we pray for all of the prayer requests that have come in. And Lord, we move on down further and we pray 
Lord for Pastor Bushibi and we thank you Lord for the Sunday service at Kabula Church please supply all their needs individually and as a ministry during tough times protect them and provide them with the food they need throughout the August election period and we pray for Jesu please bless him with a job we pray Lord uh, for uh, all of the people on this prayer list and we pray not only for these but for the thousands who have sent in prayer requests down through the years from all over the world and Lord we pray that you will bless them uh, with salvation and spiritual family and life financial and material protection and provision mental and physical blessings uh, and Lord we also pray that you will help them to continue to pray and Lord help us to continue to pray for them in Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake Amen and now dear friend before I leave you tonight if you were to die tonight in your sleep, where would the real you go? Where would your soul go? Where would you go? Heaven or hell? If you're not sure, Jesus Christ says to you, for God, he says to you, by the way, the most important words ever said in the history of the world of mankind the most powerful words and the most loving words. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you want to be saved from hell tonight, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as Jesus Christ commanded you or Jesus Christ told you rather for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish perish in hell that is but have everlasting life things are the way they are because we're sinners the Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible also says that the wages of sin, the payment for sin is death. At the end of our lives. And God wants you to understand that he does love you. But if he will allow all of us to die from this beautiful ball call earth hanging on nothing but his word and power if we do not believe in his son Jesus Christ that he sent to die on the cross as the Lamb of God who has taken away the sins of the world and to die like no man for our sins if we don't believe in him trust in him <clears throat> have faith in him pray and ask him to save us we will 
go to that awful place where the fire is never quenched called hell. And you will never get out. So I urge you, I encourage you, I seek to persuade you to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ right now, follow me in the sinner's prayer. For the Bible says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call on his name. Repeat after me in prayer, phrase by phrase, and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner. For I have broken your Ten Commandments. For I have told lies before. I have stolen things before. Even from my parents and guardians. I have lusted in my heart after people and things. I have coveted what other people have. I have dishonored and disobeyed my parents. I have dishonored you by taking your name in vain. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. who I believe suffered, bled, and died on the cross to pay for my sins. Was buried. And rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit to save my soul today. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins and help me to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now dear friend of mine, if you prayed that prayer with me and you believed in your heart 
in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose from the dead by the power of God. Uh, Dear friend, according to the word of God, you are now saved from hell and saved to heaven to be with God in Jesus Christ throughout eternity. May I congratulate you for doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and praying the sinner's prayer, (coughs) calling on his name. Now to grow in the faith, go to Gospel Light Society. That is your new found faith. And read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. It is a free download. You can begin reading in less than three minutes and be well on your way to a strong life of Christian discipleship and a follower of Christ. Also, if you uh, believed on the Lord today, please uh, email us at dw3 at Gospelite Society and let us know so that we can rejoice with you and also send you more material to help you grow in the faith and be the Christian that God wants you to be. Now until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good. If you have a prayer request, please send that in. We will pray for you until you tell us to stop. As the music begins to play, let's pray. Holy Father God, we praise you and we thank you so much for this time together in the summertime. And Lord, I do pray that you'll help your people tonight to pray without ceasing until we meet again. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for sake. Amen.